0: unreasonable expectation. Um, using the same scripture that we used last week, this is just simply part two. Once uh, you found it, to stand for the of God's Word. He was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. Just then there appeared a woman with a spirit that had Crippled for eighteen years, she was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, "Woman, you are set free from your ailment." When he laid hands upon her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God told you, we've embodied the experience of this sister in the text. And of that blessing to the reader and hearers of this written word. Your praise is important. I can't say that enough, that your praise is important. That your praise, you should not wait to praise God on Sunday, but your praise is important. There's some things that God is doing in your life, doing the week that is worthy of his praise. There's the things that God did for you yesterday where you should have stopped in the middle of where you were and began to dance on your feet. Sometimes we're so busy you're missing the opportunity to praise God. And so don't wait till Sunday. You have to see when you do it during the week, then you're, you're going to praise him right on Sunday. Uh, so you should come with praise already. Not we don't come in here to be entertained. Uh, see, I'm getting deep in the message now that we stop. We stop. we stop. Let me preach this. And, and, and so that we can transition, uh, you know, from here to wherever you're going, and hopefully, there's somewhere to get some food, and get some fellowship, and some love. And, uh, Amen. You know, nothing negative and nothing bad. Amen. Amen. Uh Once again, last week I talked about how this sister had an unreasonable expectation from God. Once again, just to highlight a few things in that. Oftentimes we have unreasonable expectations of each other, but we don't have unreasonable. We should have unreasonable expectations of God, because God, as we were saying early, uh, is our everything. Who is capable of doing what anything, and so we should not limit God's power. Uh, to what we conceive as being possible because God still operates in the impossible. And so therefore we ought to have uh, unreasonable expectations of God. She, this sister, was found in church after 18 years in spite of her condition. She was still expecting something That's from right. God. We talked about that last Sister was fit but still present in church. Didn't allow her condition to on, keep ma'am. her from what? Church. There's some folk that's not in church this morning simply because, as I said last week, because they've got the sniffles and they couldn't come to church this morning. But sister, 18 years later, was still in church bent still trusting God for her breakthrough and her blessing. Uh, won't he do it church? Won't he do it? But you have to what? Show up in order for God to what? Show out. I don't know about you, but I didn't come here to see you. I came here to see Jesus. And I believe that she showed up for 18 years. Been because she was trying to get a glimpse of who right. Jesus was. <laughs> uh, so, so she was expecting something from God. She showed up because I believe she expected God, once again, to show out in her life, a miracle. And A miracle was not something she was just reading about. It ought, should not be something that you've read about. It ought to be something that you expect in your life uh and her expectation watch this matched her actions let me say that again her expectation matched her actions she responded when jesus asked her to come to her rather than jesus going to her (laughs) uh we said last week the fact that she was willing to break out of her situation is what led to her breakthrough. So we have to break out in order to experience what God's breakthrough. I don't know what you stuck in and what you confined yourself to right now, but I believe God calls us to what break out <laughs> in order to experience his breakthrough. So so, so her breakout led to her breakthrough. Tell somebody around you, it's time to break out. (laughs) I don't know what you're trapped with, but tell somebody else it's time to break out. (laughs) Uh, You've had the same attitude and the same mentality far too long. You've experienced and walked in defeat far too long. Look at somebody and say, break out, break out, break out. (laughs) Uh, This sister had suffered, once again, 18 years and had become relegated to the place, watch this, of insignificance, according to the text. She had been become relegated to insignificance. If we look carefully, I say uh, insignificant because, once again, if, if we look carefully, uh, Jesus, as we talked about last week, when nobody else was seeing her, the text shares with us that what Jesus saw her... Oh, that's good news, as I talked about last week, that in the context of our condition, that Jesus can still see us. (laughs) And so Jesus sees this sister in the context of her condition. The implication is that when no one else sees her, he does. In spite of her condition, he sees us in spite of the fact that she's not even given a voice in the text by the writer, uh, Jesus speaks to her even when she can't even speak for herself. God, I wish I had somebody. She is silent in the text and seen as insignificant because even the leaders of the day of the synagogue are not rejoicing over her healing when she is healed. Matter of fact, they challenged Jesus, and they're more concerned about when it was taking place than what that uh, than what had taken place. And so, in their minds, in a real sense, she was what insignificant. <laughs> they were more concerned about it being taking place on the Sabbath but not about the fact that this sister had been set free from this infirmity, that this sister had been delivered, that this sister had been healed. That wasn't important to them. Uh, So therefore, in a real sense, once again, she's seen as insignificant. They weren't concerned about her. They were more concerned about their rules and their rituals. It's a sad thing, church, when we want, we want, uh, when what we want stands in the way of what God is doing. Ooh. See, I, I, yeah, I hit somebody <laughs> there. Just say, ouch. Uh, when what you want stands in the way of what God's doing. Ooh. They were more concerned about the order <laughs> of the day and not what God had done. Their rules, their ritual, their tradition was getting in the way of this sister's healing. I believe I just said something, church. It's a sad thing when we allow what we want to see to stand in the way of of what God is actually doing. <coughs> Jesus takes the silent and insignificant character in this text and gives vision and voice. Allow me to submit to you that you should have an unreasonable expectation of God. That God will give vision and voice to you in spite of the oppressive conditions that surround your life. I'm just trying to speak to somebody that God sees where you are. Uh, And that God knows what to do, that God can still give vision and voice to your situation. When others have deemed you insignificant and tempted to silence you, that God can still give vision and voice to you. That's what we come to grips with in this text. When others have rendered you invisible, watch this God will give vision. When folk try to silence you, God will give voice to the voiceless. Can I make it plain just for a second? Uh, both John and Tatiana Jefferson are victims of a bent system. Do I have any witnesses in here? Uh, let me say that again, because maybe you're not understanding what I'm saying. They are, they are victims of what a bent system they are victims, and so one that has been, what, crooked and relegated people of color to the silos of secondary citizenship. Oh, wait a minute, maybe I just don't have any witnesses in the house. Maybe some of you not understanding what I'm preaching about right now. But but this, this is that, that we have a system in place that is spent, and one that has been crooked and relegated certain folks to the silos of secondary citizenship. But I still believe that I have an—I see—I have an unreasonable expectation that God still holds holds a courtroom where injustice is brought to justice. Yeah. You see, I I have an unreasonable expectation that God still operates on the behalf of those who uh, can't receive justice the right way. Uh, You see, Isaiah said it best, the voice of him that cried in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord and make straight uh, in the desert, a highway for our God. Uh, every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low. And the crooked, the crooked shall be made straight. Oh, maybe you're not understanding what I'm preaching about. Watch this. And he goes on to say, And the glory of the Lord shall be what? Revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. See, he will. God will give vision and voice to your situation. Do I have any? See, I don't know about you, but I expect God to give vision. To my situation, no matter where I am, no matter how hard they try to suppress me or oppress me, I still believe that God will come through. It's just a matter of time. God will give a vision and voice. A few weeks ago, I had the privilege of being in a room which sits Seven black female judges in Dallas. What a blessing it was to see them sit on a counter and talk about our justice system. And so thought about that as it related to this sermon and this situation, these situations that are occurring. Once again, I still have an unreasonable expectation that God will give vision and voice to our situations. And when I think about those six or seven black judges, that's vision and (laughs) voice to our situation. And then the other day, yesterday, I was scrolling through Facebook and uh, saw an article, an online article about... The 19 black female judges that were elected in Houston in Harris County. Amen. Let me say that again. 19. God will give vision Amen. and voice to our situations. Look, I don't believe. Watch this. That everything. See what I do believe. I don't believe that we have to have that everything must be black. But I do believe that we need to have an equal and a true representation across the spectrum of our judicial system. I do believe that, I do believe that right now under the circumstances things are not what they should be, amen? I do believe that we are uh, operating with a bent system and I do believe that we've been relegated to the silos of secondary citizenship where certain people believe that it doesn't matter whether or not we're taken out or not, you know? I do believe that but I do believe much greater that my God sees my plight that my God will give vision and force to our victory. I do believe that. God will do what God needs to do, that even when we have been silent, silence, that God is not silent. Uh, even when you become invisible, that God is still visible. Because he still gives vision And voice to the oppressed. God will heal, deliver, and set free. Let me say that again, that God will heal, deliver, and set free. She was bent, but she had not become broken. Let me say it again, she was bent, but she was not broken. She wasn't broken because she was still showing up to church. She was bent, but she was not broken. I believe she was ready to be healed. And she continued to show up in her condition, uh, believing that someday something would happen. Uh, I believe she had an unreasonable expectation that her God would show up and show out someday. I believe she was ready for when God was ready to do what God needed to do in her life. I say that because according to the text, Jesus touches her. But scripture in the NRSV, watch this stage, she straightens up. It says, let me read it, when he laid his hands on her, immediately, she stood up oh y'all not hearing me That, that, that when he laid her his hands I was at Baylor and a Baylor professor talked about this he said theologically so I want you to make the distinction that theologically two things are happening here Jesus touches her and she's healed but it was up to her to watch this straight up said that she was ready you have to be ready watch this to respond to what God does in your life we got two God, you keep looking for the blessing and God has already blessed you. Amen. He's just waiting for you to what? Straighten up. It says immediately, see what? Straight up. You've got to act like you've been blessed by God. You've got to act like God can has already done a miracle and created a miracle in your life. You've got to act like it. You can't, watch this, can I I bring it home to your house? I'm gonna bring it home to your house. I'm gonna drive, (laughs) drive, I'm I'm up your driveway right now knocking on your door. I know I'm not invited, but I'm coming in anyway. Uh, Watch this, watch this. See, some folk, when they've been broke so long and they give a little money, they don't know how to act. And all because they've been so long with their money that they don't know how to spend the money when they get the money. So they keep spending like they did down. And they run out of it so quick because they don't think no other money gonna come again. in a dysfunctional manner after God has already what touched you you shouldn't act the same way you shouldn't talk the same way but we got far too many Christians running around here bent walking church bent how you today all that ain't good Every day, every Sunday, ain't nothing exciting, no, nothing to shout about, nothing to witness to to anybody about. I I just wonder, we wonder why the church ain't going, the church ain't going, because every time, folk out there on the street talking about the church from a big position rather than a blessed one. God, I wish I had somebody. Who wants to come to a church where folk are always talking about it? And I'm not talking about one specific church talking about the kingdom in general. You never talk kingdom words, but we want folks to come into the kingdom. Because we always want running around the being like Jesus ain't touched us. Like Jesus ain't healed, delivered and set us free. We must act like he's done something. You ought to be sorry to folks. Monday morning. Ah, girl, you don't know what he did for me <laughs> this weekend. They ought to anticipate the fact that you coming to uh-huh. talk about how good your yeah. God is on Monday morning. They ought to, well, need to go see about this Jesus thing because they're always talking about how good Jesus has been. Yeah. Folk ought to be running to your church running to you to discover who Jesus is in your life. <sighs> the, the text says that she what? Stood up. <laughs> and not 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 only that, she straightened up and, and began to what? Praise God right there. It's time for some of us to just simply straighten up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straighten up. Straighten up. Straighten up and begin to act like new every morning on His mercies. Straighten up and act like goodness and mercy follows you all in the days of your life. Straighten up and act like no weapons formed against you shall prosper. Straighten up and act like I can do all things. must have an unreasonable expectation of God. And when God responds, we must respond in a way by straightening up and acting in accordance to his will and his way. Uh, Straighten up. Look at somebody and say straighten up. Uh, It's time to straighten up. It's time we have been touched, you know. I can I can, I, can I, I'm getting ready to close this out. I'm closing this out. But 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 in my sanctified imagination, I picture this sister who's been in for 18 years, and and, and and I see her, and then Jesus touches her, and all of a sudden, you know, I, I, she can't see eye to eye to Jesus, and I believe that in some ways, the text says she what immediately stands up. I believe part of her 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 her, her that immediate response was that, oh, Lord, I've been trying to look you in the eyes face to face. I've been trying to get to you face to face. That all of a sudden she knew that when I stood up that I was going to come eye to eye yeah. with Jesus. Look, here's what I'm trying to say to somebody. Yeah. You ought to have enough faith and belief yeah. if you strength up. That you are going to see Jesus in the Amen. context of your situation. That you are going to come eye to eye to who he is in this church who's ready to see out to eye with Jesus. You've been looking down at the floor too long. You ought to be ready to come eye to eye with Jesus. Look at somebody and say straight up. Uh, in the context of what you're going through. You ought to be ready to see Jesus eye to eye, face to face. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to see him for myself in the middle of my misery. Because I know he can still provide a miracle in the middle of what I'm experiencing. I'm just ready to see him for myself eye to eye. Come on, straighten up. Straighten. Uh, Doors of the church are open. Hello, my name is Lawrence, and I am a choir singer here at One Fellowship Church in Waco, Texas. Thank you for listening. You can learn more about our congregation online at onefellowshipumc.org. You can also like us on Facebook in order to stay up to date with the latest events and activities taking place in our community. Please feel free to share this message and others on social media so that more people can hear about what God is doing here at One Fellowship Church. Thank you and God bless.